Upla punks, upla punks, tabel nakalis. Hello, this is Nick Flanagan on the Nick Flanagan Weekly Show. I am the host. I put my name in the title so you could find the podcast uh, faster if you were looking for my name on the internet, which I don't know how many people have done that. It'd be flattering to think a few, but who can say? Thanks so much for pressing play on this. Hopefully for subscribing, reviewing positively, rating positively, looking at my Kofi and saying, I will throw this guy some money, even though there are few perks beyond just getting an episode a week or two. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for giving me your attention. Your attention is valuable. Your attention could have gone towards some sort of world event that you had no control over on a large scale. But instead, it's going towards this, which is a world event on a minor scale, an infinitesimally microscopic scale, undetectable to all, except for me, because I'm recording it. And now you. Um, I'm doing another thing where there was no podcast really for like six days, or I don't even know how long before, since the last one. But technically, this is coming out within the next week because I'm recording it on a Sunday at 10 so it'll be up at like 11 and that's Sunday my time so uh, once a week you are getting this slab of beauty um, uh, the week was busy for me I did three stand-up shows and my band Wrong Hole played I went on the Self Worst podcast. Hopefully that'll be out soon. And I did some other stuff. So that's, I guess, why it's taken a while. Hope June's going to be busy. July won't be. Still have interviews in the can for you. When I get to them, I will get to them for you. And I will be doing more. And there's all kinds of nice people I can be doing the podcast with. Who do you want to hear me talk to? You know, I'm, I'm starting to put some people together. Do you want me to hear... Do you want me to talk to old old kindergarten friends of mine? Do you want me to talk to random people I find on the street? Do you want me to try to track down politicians and see if they'll come to my apartment and uh, stare me in the eye? Which will force them to tell the truth. If you have any suggestions of that type, weeklypodcast at gmail.com is the place to send it. That's W-E-A-K-L-Y, like the name of the podcast. Ooh, I heard some coughing there. That didn't sound good. Or it's barking. I honestly don't know. Coughing sounds like barking a lot of the time, which is interesting. We should have called COVID the dog flu. I think we would have had a bit more understanding as a culture that way. We would have come together collectively in a much better way rather than any of these highfalutin names we went with. And, uh, yeah, the um, bus remains terrifying. It's always people without the masks whose coughing is the most noticeable. They've taken the mask mandate off of uh, public transport here in Toronto. Whatever. That's just how it's going to be. And I'll have my little thin piece of cloth over my mouth attempting vainly to ward away germs. Another thing that happened this week is that we, I, another person I know 
passed away. Another person who's part of the fabric of the whole deal that I've experienced is is gone, and his name's Steve Bennett. Steve Bennett is a very interesting figure. I, I really viewed him as sort of a an avatar <clears throat> of punk rock in the least cheesy way. You know, he was a guy born in the Ottawa Valley area, I believe, which is a French-English kind of speaking region. There's a place called Hull in Quebec that's pretty much attached to Ottawa. And because of that, uh, there's a bilingual aspect to that area. And Steve was spoke what they call franglais. He and Joao, he spoke deep Quebecois slang and also English with that classic uh, Quebec punk wave speaking and uh, Jean Chrétien, our former prime minister, look up how he talked and you'll get an example of what I'm saying. When he said to Nardwar the human serviette in a press conference, pepper, that's something I put on my steak. It's kind of like how Steve Bennett talked. And Steve um, had a lot of, he had tattoos. To give you an idea of this guy, he had a tattoo on one hand, on the knuckles of one hand that said fuck, and the other hand, the knuckles said work. Fuck work. And he had a lot of other wild tattoos. And he was a guy who was honestly a street punk. He was interested in getting some change together, having beer with his friends, making music, proudly being on welfare. You might hear that and say, what? Well, look, his bands were good. And the guy was part of a community. So it was more to me like an arts grant, this welfare that he was on. And he knew how to do lots of different stuff. He used to drive around in a, uh, like one of those short school buses, but it was painted black. <laughs> I remember we played with um, his band CCSS years ago. My band Brutal Nights did, and uh, he was in that, that bus. And we played with uh, Complications as well. And Joe Farley from Complications did die this year as well. And Steve died this week. And I think a lot of people I know are really shocked and sad. And um, he was a huge supporter of my band Brutal Nights. He knew John Sharon and Katie Whitaker from my band uh, from Ottawa. From the hardcore scene when Steve was a freaking straight edge partier. And he always was right at the front of our shows, screaming into the mic with me, the lyrics, and um, generally causing havoc. And we even, I feel like a lot of the songs I wrote that were over-the-top punk references were using Steve as his, uh, as, as my guiding light. Definitely, we had a song called Extreme Lifestyle 08, which was about just the most extreme way of living. And I start the song by going, fuck you, I buy sushi with my welfare money. And that was Steve, who was a vegetarian, by the way. So ain't no fish in that sushi. And uh, yeah, and then we had a song called Government is Asshole. I also wrote that with Steve in mind, probably. And we went on tour in Europe, and he joined us for some of the dates because uh, he was probably kicking around the continent. And we were in Spain together, um, in France together, and it was just fun and ridiculous. Did he smell great? Not always. But neither do, have I. Neither do I. Honestly, I'm always checking, and it's not always good. 
But yeah, Steve, you know, um, he died and it's just another community pillar of a sorts gone away and someone who represented to me an uncompromising way of being that was primarily positive and unique and positive and unique are hard things to come by nowadays. You can have positive, you can have unique, but both coming together, it's because if someone's unique enough, often people emulate those characteristics and thus the uniqueness is, is removed. <laughs> Positivity, lots of things are positive, it's true. But yeah, so... If any of my friends are listening to this or any people who knew Steve, uh, I'm sorry. And if you didn't, just listen to some Kiss, listen to some Madonna, listen to Inepsy, who he played in, one of the great punk bands um, in the last 20 years, and um, have some beer or go to bed early. That's up to you. Your body, your choice. Yeah, so that was yet another thing that kind of started the week, and it was like, okay, okay, I'm really sick of this. I mean, I, I guess I've said this before, but my life over the last 20-odd years has involved a lot of people, and I guess the more people you know, the more probable it is you'll know people who pass on, especially if you're in the arts or music, because they're just somewhat um, punishing in their own ways, uh, paths to take and especially if you're in punk because that's <clears throat> you know just long nights long trips long uh, covid if you get covid you might you might get long covid he didn't die of covid by the way um yeah so it's just another thing. I think about my parents, and I really remember them only losing friends starting maybe in their early 50s, and now it's kind of in my early 40s. Not that I'm in my early 40s, but that I'm starting to see people go away, and uh, it's just it's just a lot to take. And I, I don't know if at some point it's going to happen in my entire... It's going to keep happening in my entire... Um, perspective on it is going to shift not to not harden but just something where I have to you know accept it a little faster and accept that life is this way and I I don't know if I ever will but I would rather that than freaking out in my head at all times because of something that happened which you know death uh, often often creates in, in the people who are left behind. But on a positive note, I watched an ACDC documentary on YouTube last night, and I felt very inspired. There is a great clip of their first television appearance on uh, Top of the Pop. No, was it Top of the Pops? It might have been like the Australian Top of the Pops or something. And they performed not even their own song. They played Baby Please Don't Go, that classic track. And Bon Scott, the old singer, was dressed up like a schoolgirl. 
it was awesome. So I'm going to send out one of my sexy newsletters soon, and, and that's going to have definitely a link to that video, which I'll probably watch before the end of the night tonight to get myself in a nice headspace. And uh, man, they were talking about how ACDC were viewed as kind of dinosaurs at one point. And it was interesting because in the late 90s, early 2000s, in the like quote unquote cool circles I was in, that was when ACDC came back. Everyone I knew loved ACDC. And it was so deserved. They were just really dependable, crunchy licks, hilarious songs. Bon Scott's voice was so awesome to emulate. And uh, because that was what I was trying to do sometimes. Emulate his voice, maybe even his phrasing. And uh, he just had so much style and swagger. And a song like TNT, it doesn't get much better. And then that guy Brian Johnson, who took over for Back in Black or whatever... I can't even describe what that guy's deal is as a singer, but man, does it work. Works. Man, does it works. And they're all Scottish. I forgot. It's like they're ACDC from Australia, but all of them have like Scottish roots. So it's yet another band from this not large country of Scotland that totally rules. The musical contributions of, of Scotland must be honored at some point. And someone's telling me I should watch the Sex Pistols show that Danny Boyle made that's on, like, Hulu. I can't imagine I would want to, but I'm being told I should. So I shall. And then I'll tell you, the listener, about it. If you want some more tips, picked up a very inexpensive video game for the old PlayStation 2. This one's called Burnout Takedown. Burnout is a long-running series. I don't know if they, they haven't really made a new one for a while, but basically it's a game where you drive a car around a city and you're trying to crash spectacularly and break as much stuff as possible. And it rules. It's so fun. And this one, Takedown, I guess, is the agreed... I have a few others, but I was always looking for this takedown game because it was supposed to be the best one and I haven't even cracked open the other ones but I put this one on as soon as I got it and um, it did not disappoint and it uh, totally rules and on top of that it's like video games I'm really interested in these old video games especially like PlayStation 2 era when there was more video and and you know CD quality music <clears throat> able to be put on, on these games because they really represent a moment in time in the 2000s, you know, the sound because they always had soundtracks, you know, as soon as they could monetize <clears throat> having like a video game, having licensed music, you know, the Tony Hawk games did that. Even a game called Crazy Taxi, <laughs> if you play it, it's like the offspring are playing the whole time. And this burnout came out probably in the mid, like maybe 2003 or something. And it's totally, I think it's 2003. I have no idea what, but it, it's like My Chemical Romance, Fall Out Boy. All these bands I avoided as I try to avoid COVID with that level of urgency and some sloppiness allowing the risk of hearing it <laughs> slash catching it. And, um, I forgot, I was talking to this dude the other day and we'd like, we we're talking about how long emo band song titles used to be. 
There's a song by like I think it's Fall Out Boy called that's like reinventing the wheel so it can run me over. And it's just like, okay, that's the name of the song. It's all very stuff that would eventually become like memes kind of took over, so song titles don't need to be as long anymore. You just make a picture and put a fun saying on it. And yeah, I still don't like that music, but when you're playing an early 2000s car racing game and crashing all the time, and it's all compressed, you know? You know how like video game music is just like so heavily compressed sounding? Um, because it's just lower quality, obviously. Um, it like sounds more appropriate for this music to sound like low recording quality, like an MP3 over fire and pixelated graphics. Um, so that's the only time I'll listen to emo. I somehow completely missed that. I don't know. Uh, did I miss out? I feel like. I was on MySpace all the time, and when I saw people like that, I was just like, oh, there's some type of an arrest waiting to happen. But I had no idea what, like, the difference was between any of it. I thought, oh, Bright Eyes, that must be kind of like My Chemical Romance. Turn the, turns out Bright Eyes is pretty good. But, and, and even all that other stuff where, like, a guy with a beard is, is sad, like, that type of emo I'm okay with, but the stuff where it's sort of eyeshadow and screaming like corn, I could never wrap my head around it. But these days, there's a bunch of music and a lot of rap type music that's sort of influenced by that, and I like it better than I liked the original music, like Linkin Park and stuff. It's very confusing, and if I ever meet those artists from nowadays who like those bands, Blink-182 or something, not if I meet Blink-182, but people who are like, make music I like, and they're like, my favorite band's Blink-182. I'll just have to grit my teeth and nod and ask them to donate to my Patreon. So yeah, then my band Wrong Hole played on Friday. We we play, this was our first show in probably like four years. It was not, with, with a wonderful band who were on tour called Night Court out of uh, British Columbia. So check out Night Court if you can. They're on tour. If you even want to go to one of their shows, look them up online. They're Night Court Punk on Twitter and, and Instagram. Great guys and, and gal and uh, fun band. And uh, the thing about my band Wrong Hole is we have like the dumbest setup. We have one guitarist, one keyboardist on a synth, a drum machine, and then my me, but I'm doing my vocals through something called a memory man which is kind of a, a box that you can make your vocals turn into like a chorus, choral thing or have more feedback, more delay, pitch shift that way. And then it's also filtered through something called a small stone, I believe, um, which can make me sound like a robot or something. So if you listen to our album, you'll hear that in effect, but every time we play live, that those pedals don't work, and my vocals cut out, and half the time the guitar will cut out, and half the time the drum machine will cut out. The shows are always a freaking disaster. Help us. But this one on Friday, I don't know what happened. 
We got Jay playing keyboards. This dude Jay is playing keyboards with us, and he he was so awesome. He he did great, and he gave us this thing, this chord, and the Memory Man never cut out. So we did like a full performance that sounded close to how we wanted it to sound, which is a real first for us. So if our next show, which is I guess going to be in another three years, happens, oh, we're going to rock. No, but honestly, I will let you know if we have shows or something coming up because uh, I hope we make an album. I, I love doing music, and it's it really is so much less pressure than stand-up just because... I feel like if a lead singer is like kind of funny at all, it's a total win. Whereas if a comedian is just kind of funny, you're like, hey, he's kind of funny. You know, but a, a musician can be like, he was funny. And then we also head banged. Maybe I should just do stand up in like over music. I don't know. No, but the, the stand up was fun too. I, I was talking a lot about Guns N' Roses. For some reason, I'm obsessed with Guns N' Roses. I saw this video clip of, of Axel wearing a... Axel Rose wearing, like, a leather vest and velvet short shorts. And I just... And also of Slash wearing a Pepe Le Pew shirt. And I was just like, God, I love this. I love these outfits. I wish I could do comedy in velvet ve leather vest over nothing and, a, and, and velvet short shorts. But it, I think it would take away from my message which is generally uh, puns mixed with pessimism. So yeah, again, it was another week of, of wild emotions going up and down, trying to manage, trying to mitigate my expectations, not beat myself up about anything, any perceived failures. Got out in the sun a lot, put on sunscreen, petted dogs. Didn't have any cat experiences this week, but I hope to change that in the coming week. And tomorrow, of all places, I'm going to a record store. So maybe I'll come back to you with tales of wonderful music to check out. But for now, all I've got is ACDC's Please Don't Go. Find that on YouTube. All right, well, I know I wasn't hilarious. But I hope I was pleasant. I hope this has been a nice listen for you. And I hope you'll honor the memory of Steve Bennett somehow in your own special way. R.I.P. Up the Punks, Tabernacle. Have a good night. Plan again. Weekly.